Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. If you have not listened to Mondays and Tuesdays podcasts, I highly recommend going back because they set the framework for today's podcast. We are in Acts chapter 9. We are looking at the life of Saul at the point of his conversion into becoming Paul. And we are being reminded that in this Advent season, it's important to recognize that God can use anybody to do anything, no matter what their past is. It's important to recognize that we must allow ourselves to depend on others and to depend on God, even more importantly, for some of the things that God wants to do in our lives. And we can't be too prideful to not let them help us. I was thinking about Jesus being willing to be born in the manger and to be born as a baby. He could have come back here in any way, shape, or form. But I was thinking about his willingness to come back in a way that made him dependent on others was so powerful. And maybe we'll do a podcast about that closer to Christmas. (laughs) Okay, so our scripture for today is Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through... We'll do 10 through 18. It's a little bit long, but I'll read fast. And if you hadn't listened... Monday and Tuesday's podcast, we know that Saul is um, sitting in Damascus where he's been sitting for three days without eating or drinking and he can't see. So verse 10 switches the scene. It says, there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. He had a vision in which the Lord said to him, Ananias, here I am, Lord, he answered. The Lord said to him, get ready and go to Straight Street. And at the house of Judas, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him so that he might see again. Ananias answered, Lord, many people have told me about this man and about all the terrible things he has done to your people in Jerusalem. And he has come to Damascus with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who worship you. The Lord said to him, Go, because I have chosen him to serve me, to make my name known to Gentiles and kings and to the people of Israel, and I myself will show him all that he must suffer for my sake. So Ananias went, entered the house where Saul was, and placed his hands on him. Brother Saul, he said, The Lord has sent me, Jesus himself, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. He sent me so that you might see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once, something like fish scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he was able to see again. He stood up and was baptized. We're going to stop right there. Verse 18. There's so much more I want to say. I think it's even the middle of a sentence. Yep, it is. But we're going to stop right there. (laughs) Okay, I have so many things to say about these verses, not the least of which is poor Ananias. If that had been me, I would have been like, yeah, you're bugging. I'm not going to talk to this guy. He's going to kill me. I love that... I love that God used Ananias to, that, you know, God could have done anything. Let me back this up. God could have done anything. God could have just spoken to Saul directly. He could have just removed the blindness from Saul's eyes directly. He could have, he could have done anything. But instead, he picks this guy named Ananias who believed in him, believed in the way of the Lord, who was a Christian. And he tells Ananias, go and lay hands on this man and pray for him. I think there's so many reasons behind this. One is it helps Ananias to to validate the reality that this really happened. This conversion really happened. Um, If all of it had been happened in a vacuum, just Saul and the Lord, then there were lots of people who'd just be like, "Mm, yeah, I don't believe that. There were still lots of people that didn't believe it, and we're going to talk about that later this week. But 
For Ananias to go and to see the change in Saul himself, having heard all these horrible stories about him, I think is powerful. I think also, I love that the Lord explains himself to Ananias. If I were Jesus and I was being questioned, I'd be like, are you serious right now? Just do what I told you to do. I already died for the forgiveness of your sins. Go. This is what I told you to do. But Jesus in his ever infinite patience with us, (laughs) he explains to Ananias that he has chosen Saul and that he is going to work for him and that he's going to make the name of Jesus known to Gentiles and kings and to people of Israel. And not only that, I love this last little sentence that Jesus throws in there in verse 16. And I myself will show him all that he must suffer for my sake. And I think, I don't know, if I were Ananias, I would wrongfully, but I would find comfort in that last little sentence, knowing that this guy who's made so many else suffer, so many other people suffer is going to suffer too. I'm sorry. It's just the truth of my flesh. Pray for me. <laughs> so we're going to pause and reflect. When is a time that God has told you to do something that you really didn't want to do and what helped you do it? And we'll be right back. When I pause and reflect and think about things that God has asked me to do that I really don't want to do, I feel like there's a long list. (laughs) Not the least of which is that lately, uh, most recently, I would say, God had me stay in a job that is really challenging. And so many people keep telling me, why are you there? This is not good for your mental health. Um, And they're not wrong. But what I'm finding in my obedience is that God has given me glimmers Um, of why he had me stay there and what I'm learning to come to grips with very slowly sadly I'll tell the truth (laughs) is that I need to get my focus off of my circumstances and my perspective and I need to realign my focus with what was probably God's God's perspective um And that's hard. That's hard because my flesh is grumpy and my flesh is overwhelmed and my flesh is stressed out. And yet I realize that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be so exhausting and so bad when I can stay rooted and grounded in God. I think about um, further on in the book of Acts, there's the, the example of Paul and Silas having been arrested and being incarcerated and they're, they've been beaten and bruised and battered and they're in chains and yet they're praising the Lord. Like I feel like I need to do better with that. Um, I've been better at it at different points in my life, but right now I'm really not so great at it. So I think about this, these verses that we're reading for today and about how Ananias doesn't really want to do what God's telling him to do and doesn't really trust it. And he questions God and, or he questions Jesus. And yet then he did what he was told. He was, did what he was told. And for me, the things that help me to continue doing what God's telling me to do, even when I don't want to, is the little glimmers and insights he gives me of what his plan is. And he doesn't always give that to me, but every once in a while he does. And so I love that when he says that he's choosing Saul, to do great things for him and that he's going to suffer too but he needs Ananias to go lay hands on him and pray for him. I love that Ananias gets up and goes and that he knew because Jesus said so back in um, back in verse 11 and 12 Jesus said 
that this man has been praying and in a vision he's seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him so that he might see again. So when Ananias fulfills that vision, I just think it's so cool that God had this all planned and all under control from the beginning. And I entitled this podcast for today from butcher to believer because I really feel like Saul was a butcher. He was out having people killed and destroying families and he becomes such a great believer when we see that it wants something like fish scales fall from his eyes and he's able to see again. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that he stood up and was baptized. And I love that. I love that, that he was baptized, he eats, and his strength comes back. And that's so important because we know that he'd been fasting and praying for these three days, and yet God strengthens him after he becomes a believer. He's now a new creature in the Lord. So I pray that as we go throughout this holiday season, which I know can be so overwhelming, so exhausting, so treacherous for so many of us, there's been so much loss, there continues to be so many horrible headings in the news. I pray that as we are living our holiest, hot mess lives, and we are suffering, and we are feeling any types of persecution, that we're able to shift our focus, and we're able to trust that God is at work, and that if we could have God's perspective, we would have so much more peace. I pray that as Ananias went to go see Saul, that he was going from a place of peace. It's on my list of things to ask when I get to heaven. Ananias, how did you feel on your way to go see Saul? (laughs) Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, thank you for the account that we have of the conversion of Saul. Thank you for the courage that we see in Ananias. Help us to be bold and courageous as we live our holiest hot mess lives, Lord God. Help us to trust in you even when we can't trace you at work in our lives. Help us to remember that you are with us, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And help us, Lord God, to operate out of your perspective and not our own. For we know that we only see limited. Have your way, Lord God. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe. And that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless.